This week's Pilch Point with Abram Pilch is proudly powered by PureVPN. Uh, the best way to protect your privacy online is with PureVPN. You can hide your online activities, say goodbye to regional restrictions, and improve your streaming quality. Plus, it's available for almost all your devices. Uh, and you can get a special price right now by going to pilchpoint.live slash purevpn. So we teased it a little while ago, talking about uh, Windows 11. And uh, it was a big week. <laughs> oh, huge, huge. So there's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Indeed. Uh, when it comes to Windows 11. So Windows 11 is now officially announced. It will be available. A preview version of it is supposed to be available as soon as this week to people who are Windows insiders with the target launch date of holiday season. So I guess anytime between October and December. Uh, and let me show you, let me show our viewers um, some screen, some screens from it. So here we have the new start menu, which is the most obvious thing that you would notice in windows 11. And you you'll notice that by default, it's centered in the middle of the screen. In fact, all the taskbar icons down here are centered in the middle of the screen and you, but you can make them align left. If you change the setting, you'll notice no more live tiles or tiles of any sort. Uh, they're just normal looking icons. And then there's this recommended list that's based on uh, things that you have opened recently, documents you have opened recently, and apparently also across devices. So if you open this on a phone or something that had, uh, I guess had your, not sure what app you need on your phone to make it sync. They, but, uh, they, talked, uh, they talked during the presentation about if you opened the office app on your Android phone, for example, uh, at documents that you were using there recently could show up uh, on your uh, Windows 11 yes. recommended. Yes. It's so it'd be your office app, uh, or I guess if you have Edge for Android or Edge for, you know, um, yeah. if you use Edge, that could, that could sync it. But they mentioned a PDF. So I'm going to guess it's a PDF that you viewed in in Office or in Edge because um, anyway. So that's what the uh, start menu looks like. I have mixed feelings about this, to be honest. Uh, it's see, it looks like, although I haven't measured it, it takes up more screen real estate than the previous start menu. I think every start menu takes up more screen real estate than the one before it. And I would just rather have tight information density, give me some smaller icons, let me get to my programs. Uh, the other thing you'll notice here is that the, the search menu is not a search box anymore where you type into it in the taskbar. You have to click this uh, this icon, or I think, I think if you hit like window S, you can start typing it, but it's a whole separate window uh, for, for the search. Honestly, I don't really like that. There was, uh, a, there was a version of this uh, this search experience that was tested for a small number of insiders a while back, uh, but never rolled out oh. to Windows 10. 
I am a Windows Insider and I never got that. Um, which just means that wasn't one of the people got it. Yeah, it was only like uh, five really percent. I didn't get it either. Uh, they're really big on the snap uh, snap layout. So now when you hover over the the minimize maximize, you can change. It suggests some layouts for snap. But the most interesting thing about snap is snap groups, which I have like a, yes. a screenshot of here, which um, from and it's a little blurry because it's from the video of the, the presentation. And I like the snap groups because what that is, is let's say you get an email. So you open an email full screen and then you want to get back to the layout you had before. It remembers it and puts it as a little icon on the taskbar for you. Also, it uh, remembers it if you dock and undock. So if you have a laptop and you dock to an external monitor and your windows were on the external screen and you got to unplug and go into a conference room or something, when you come back, it'll put them back where they were. So I think that's, that to me is actually probably the best feature I heard about for Windows yeah. 11. Snap groups, this, uh, Snap groups is my favorite thing that they have seemingly ported from the Surface Duo, um, which is, you know, you've got your two, you've got your two screens, you can create groups and open and minimize and whatever apps together as a group just like this. And it's my, I think I'm with you. I think it's my favorite feature too. It's the one I've been talking about all week. Um, in the same vein, virtual desktops, which you have now on Windows 10, you can change the wallpapers on them to make them look a little bit different from each other. And uh, the and the um, switching for them is on the bottom, not the top. Ah, which, yes. which is so much better. The, tri the trigger button was on the bottom, uh, but the the tabs were across the top, so you had to mouse at the bottom and then go up to the top if you were using uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. the UI, which was idiotic. Now they've moved them to the bottom where they belong. Yeah, so they fixed something that was a little messed up. They're pushing teams pretty hard, mm -hmm. so there is by default an icon for Teams chat on the, on the taskbar. And apparently this also works for SMS messaging. If you want to talk to someone who's not on teams, although I guess that integrates with the, your phone app. Uh, they haven't really said what that means for your phone, but did say in press materials, this would also do SMS. But I guess the idea is trying to get people to use teams more for messaging. Uh, they also have this thing called window widgets, which is seemingly very similar to the news and weather thing that's on Windows 10 right now. It just flies out from the side and supposedly it customizes based on what you like to read about. They've improved the touch experience a bit. Uh, there's no more tablets, but special tablet mode. But when you are on a tablet, it makes the targets a little better, uh, bigger. Um, and here you have, uh, you know, SDR and auto, you have auto HDR, which will take old games that don't support HDR. And if you have an HDR monitor, convert them. Um, direct storage, which is using part of your video, uh, video RAM to store game levels. So you can just go right in. Uh, and uh, I'll skip over the new Microsoft Store policies because I know we have something about that. Yep. Uh, we have another story about that coming up. And Android apps. Uh, coming to Android app compatibility coming. Uh, although, 
through, you will find them, they were a little unclear about this, using the Microsoft store to get to the Android, to get to Amazon's app store for Android. No Google Play store, so that probably leaves out a lot of important Android apps. It also um, leaves out but, Google Play services. Yes, exactly. Because that's going to leave out the important apps because there's a lot of games that use play services and other things that use play services that aren't on Amazon for that reason. So they, I've also read somewhere that you will be able to sideload, but again, that leaves out windows play services. So the other, so here's a little, so that's the good and some, that's the good. And now here's the, that's the somewhat good, also good. It's, as you might imagine, a free update. Here's the bad. The bad is uh, it's not going to, it's the system requirements are going to shut out a, shut out a lot of people. Uh, mm -hmm. At first, the, and the ugly is how Microsoft has communicated this. Uh, so first of all, the require the system requirements are changing for the first time since 2009 when windows seven came out uh you now need uh a 64-bit dual core processor running at one at least one gigahertz previously it was um just one gigahertz single core i mean that's not a big deal right um you now need four gigabytes of ram minimum instead of two you now need at least 64 gigabytes of storage space instead of 32. The, none of those things is that much of a deal breaker because if your computer only has two gigs of RAM or a CPU that can't run at 64 bit uh, or ha has only a single core, then yeah, you know what? Your computer is uh, in poor shape. Although I wouldn't say your computer is super old because there were computers being sold even and you can still get them even two, three, four years ago uh, for for like $200, Dell Inspiron 3000s and, and what have you for with two gigs of RAM. But um, the real, the really big changes are one, you need to have TPM. You need to have TPM, uh, TPM enabled on TPM 2.0 on your computer trusted platform module. Now that is a form of encryption that allows the computer to do things like BitLocker encryption, uh, storing certain types of keys uh, in the, basically with the CPU so that uh, even if you take the hard drive out, let's say if it's on BitLocker encryption, try to put it in another computer, you, you will not be able to read it because of the, the TPM. Now, here's the thing. TPM works right now in Windows 10, but it's optional, right? It's optional. Now it's going to be required and not every computer has it. In some cases, your computer has it and you need to go into the BIOS and turn it on. In other cases, a fairly recent computer may not have it at all. Uh, for example, uh, the Xeon W3175X workstation processor, which is only about three years old, 
is uh, doesn't come with TPM. Now you can get a motherboard that has a TPM header slot where you can then buy uh, a little TPM chip. And for most processors, the TPM is actually built into the processor or the firmware, so you don't need a, a chip. Uh, but anyway, so that's one thing that is going to lock some people out. Uh, the other thing that's going to lock some people out potentially is that they don't just want people to meet these requirements. Microsoft has given a weird mixed message about what's, what processor you're going to need. I just said before that their processor, that their requirements list says one gigahertz, uh, two cores at least, and support 64 bit, which is nothing, right? When, when did you, when were you able to get a processor for a PC that was not at least two cores and was right. not a, at least a gigahertz? Uh, but here's, but they, but Microsoft then released a series of Windows supported CPUs and on their supported list, there is nothing that is older than Intel eighth generation core or second generation, I guess you call it AMD Ryzen 2000 series. Now that means that, um, Intel seventh gen core and original Ryzen, which came out in 2017 and are still in new computers that are being sold today or processors that are being made and sold today uh, are not eligible. And if you run the Windows Health Check uh, thing, which tells you whether your computer can run Windows 11, it, if you have one of those processors, even if you have TPM, it will say that you're not eligible. Now. There is somewhat of a mixed message from Microsoft. We emailed back and forth with Microsoft spokesperson who gave us, I think, some kind of some mixed messages about this, saying that TP, anything that meets the TPM requirement should work, but then saying you also need a quote unquote modern processor. Uh, but on Twitter, there were some Microsoft executives uh, telling people that, yes, these are firm system requirements. And if you don't have, um, if you don't have one of these CPUs, then Windows 11 is not supported. Now, not supported is weird because what does that even mean? Uh, in the case of, um, in the case of, like, insider builds, you they've been very explicit that you don't have to have those specs to install insider build. I don't think, I personally don't think that they're going to create a hard cap where if you try to install it and you have like a seventh gen core processor, then it will not install, uh, even with the final build. I think this is what they're saying you should have, but I don't, but it's rare that Windows actually stops you from installing it on something. Now, they do claim that if you don't have TPM 2.0, it will stop you it will not allow you to install. And that is a radical change. And that is, uh, you know, could, is going to definitely limit the amount of people who upgrade to it for sure. Cause there's a lot of systems that, that don't have that. Um, most new systems do and Microsoft's been asking uh, vendors to incorporate TPM since like 2016, but a lot of systems that have came out in 2016, 2017, 2018, maybe 
don't have it, some home-built systems. And by the way, there are some countries, China and Russia, that actually are against TPM. And Microsoft came out and said they're going to come out with a special version of Windows 11 that will be available in those countries that won't force you to use TPM. Well, that's even more interesting. So what they're really saying is they don't oh. have to, you don't, they want to push you to have this technology, but really they don't have to do this. Interesting. Uh, the, obviously there's so much weird going on here, right? The, the conflicting processor specs and I've, so from what I understand, I may be wrong, but from what I understand, um, Ryzen two and above and Intel core eight and above support TPM natively. Uh, yes. Which, so if the answer to the question was, well, we listed those because the processors support TPM 2.0 natively, the mystery would be solved. But the fact that the answer to that question is, nope, hard and fast. <laughs> right. That's the thing is, that's the thing is we have, uh, you know, like a PR person that we were dealing with who gave us sort of like kind of a hedging answer. Then we go get on Twitter and we see that someone fr from Microsoft, a Microsoft exec was tweeting at people that the list is the list. But, but the same person who tweeted that also said, but we might expand the list. So I honestly think that Microsoft kind of shot itself in the foot communications wise mm -hmm. because now that can't be right. They didn't They've never any... done that before. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't say any of this stuff during the announcement, right? All they said were the requirements, which are, um, you know, when you look at the requirements generically, let's see if you're quite minimal. Uh, so, I mean, I think that on the processor list, they're almost certainly going to have to clarify or backtrack in some way because, uh, and I don't think it's going, I just don't think it's going to be enforced anyway, but people are accusing Microsoft of doing all of this to try to pump up PC sales. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine today, who's a journalist who was writing story about this and was thinking like, Hey, Microsoft's just doing all of this stuff uh, to try and help PC vendors sell more new PCs. And it doesn't help that when you're on their site and you click through to try and see, like it says something like, here's what to do if you're Windows 11, if the health check says you can't run Windows 11 and you click through and it gives you a list of, and it says something about like, here are some great places to buy a new PC. <laughs> So oh, that's, and, that's and, a great way to lend, uh, lend uh, credence to the conspiracy theory. Also keep in mind that one of the things they spent some time on during the presentation on Thursday was windows 11 ready PCs. Uh -huh. If it's so easy to install on existing PCs, why do you need to make a program for, for windows 11 ready? Uh, so I mean, anything should be windows 11 ready. Right. But you know, now to be fair to Microsoft, they have not changed their system requirements since 2009. Right. So, and I'll tell they, you, I'll tell you at the time yeah. I, that I was at Radio Shack at the time, uh, and there was a windows seven ready program 
um, because the system requirements were changing. And uh, yeah. the, the laptop and desktop boxes had stickers on them that said Windows 7 ready. Yes, I remember that. And remember before that was Vista ready. Vista was actually, I think, the biggest the biggest change. I think so too. The, the move from Vista to 7 wasn't that big of a... I think wasn't that big of a change. I think there was some more RAM or something you needed for, for 7. But the move... And the move here on paper, it's the, really the TPM and whether they're going to support your processor that is the big deal. Uh, the amount of RAM is quite reasonable. The graphics card, they want you to have a graphics card that can do DirectX 12, which is pretty much any graphics card made since like, including integrated graphics made since like 2013 or 14. So pretty, pretty reasonable. Uh, and, you know, the, the CPU, the RAM, the storage, all quite reasonable. It's that this TPM thing uh, is, is very problematic. And... This CPU list, which I think they're going to have to, they're going to have to clarify. I mean, that's what they, yeah. they should just say what you said, which is we put these on the list because we know they'll work because they're TPM. Other processors will work if they have TPM. Like right. that's that's all they that's all they needed to say. I but if everybody now, if everybody is giving different answers, it doesn't help anybody. <laughs> they've got to no, get no, it doesn't. They've got to get it their doesn't. their story straight. Why does this list yeah. exist and what does it mean? They also edited a page on their site after Good. secretly edited a page on their site that really uh, messed things up. So I had to like go and edit an article on mine that I'd written about this because I I turned out to, they, they made me uh, a liar, I guess, uh, so to speak. They had a, a page which said there's hard requirements and soft requirements and the hard requirement is TPM 2.0 uh, and a quote unquote modern processor. And these, no, no, I'm sorry, the soft requirement is the, they had a hard floor and a soft floor. So this, the hard floor is you cannot run the thing if it's less than this. And the hard floor was, I think, just TPM 1.2, which has been around longer. So more things have it. And nothing about the processor, uh, nothing particular about the processor. And the soft floor is we really want you to have TPM too. Interesting. Uh, and and then they went and erased, rewrote the page to take this hard floor, soft floor off, and just make it all TPM too. Well, that's interesting. Make <laughs> makes you wonder. Like, did they did they see reporting that said something different? Like, uh oh, well that's not what was supposed to be there, or did they go? Oh, we need to, we we need to straighten our path. I think they don't. I think they don't like the messaging because the messaging yeah. of that would be, hey, this will install, and you know, mm -hmm. people who are journalists like myself who are going to write about it, we're going to say, hey, actually, they say 2.0, but it says here in the document that it's 1.2. But they don't want people going around saying that it that the requirement is 1.2. Right. They want people going around saying the requirement is two. So, you know what, it's, who knows? You know, I don't think we're gonna know the real truth of this until a final release version of this comes out. People take it and they try installing it on various computers. Yeah. And they see, so I, I do think that the outrage is a little bit overhyped because I, I didn't, maybe I'm wrong to not take their like recommended, that, that their 
um, official CPUs list too seriously at this point. I'm really used to seeing lists like this when you, um, you, you ever go and you go in and buy a motherboard and they have a list of like, here's all the RAM we've tested with this motherboard. And invariably, the RAM module that you want to buy isn't on the list because there's like 2 million different makes and models of RAM. And most motherboard vendors have not tested every stick of RAM in the universe right. uh, that, that meets the spec that's like you know, DDR4 or whatever with their motherboard. Does that mean that you can't buy a different stick of RAM and that a different brand of RAM or different model of RAM and stick it in there and have it work perfectly? No, not at all. That's just what they're going to vouch for. So, um, I mean, my guess is that this is just what they were going to vouch for, but that's just me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree completely that that and that was yeah, that was kind of my my thinking on it, especially when you take into consideration that that the floor that they're publishing on those processors just so happens to coincide <laughs> with the processors that support TPM 2.0 natively. So right. I think I've, they just took a list of that. Yeah. And I think they didn't tell everybody inside of Microsoft. This is the reason why. So but the one thing that they, the last thing I'll say about this that really made them look foolish is that Microsoft themselves is selling the Surface Studio 2, which is a $3,500 uh, desktop mm -hmm. studio that, mm -hmm. that still, this is the latest version of it, uses 7th Gen Core. My goodness. Is it still running the 7th Gen Core? God. Yes. And a Microsoft employee, probably who didn't get the, mess the message about this controversy, tweeted out here it is running on my surface studio too looking great oops so i don't know does microsoft want you to think that their surface studio 2 is not windows 11 ready or do they or are there a couple of employees who are really trying to be you know hardcore about this is our list but they haven't really vetted this messaging with um, I don't know who need, they need to bet it with at Microsoft, but like it's making the device that they're selling look old. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, none of this is going great right now. Obviously, there, like we said at the top of the topic, <laughs> there's a lot of cool stuff, right? There's some stuff yeah. that people love, some stuff that people are annoyed by. Which is anytime a UI change happens, that's going to be the case. Um, and, you know, there's been a lot of comparisons to, to Mac OS and to Linux with, with the UI changes. And I don't care about any of that. Uh, but the fact that they can't get the message straight on what it is we're talking about, that, yeah. that's a concern. And it's such a yes. concern that one of our loyal listeners tweeted at us uh, this morning saying, uh-oh, I don't know if I understand what's <laughs> happening here. Yeah, well, listen, Microsoft has a few months to work this out, to be honest. they just It's just the media attention, which, which look, they want media attention because they've had a big media event. Yep. So, in fact, they, they alerted people on, like, 
I don't think Windows knows that I'm a journalist. I hope mm-hmm. it doesn't know that much about me. But on my computer that has Windows uh, Insider on it, it actually several times during the week before the event said, hey, we're having an event, a live stream event for Microsoft. You should tune in. Yeah. So it was trying to get regular you know, users to tune into their stream, which by the way, uh, we, we, we won't, we won't, uh, belabor this point, but their stream, they had a lot of technical problems with their oh. stream. It, it, it totally, uh, messed up on all of us. And I had to go back and watch it after the fact. So when I was trying to live log it and it, I was not alone, a lot of people had this problem. So yeah. not a good, not a good look, uh, for a company that's trying to say that it's Azure, uh, cloud and stuff are, are, are great. I'm going to tell you something kind of fun. <laughs> Two interesting things about the live stream. I was trying to pull it up because once it started to choke, I didn't know if it was me. Was it my internet? Was it my computer? So I've got a couple of, I know I'm not a normal person and it's okay. I've got a couple of internet connections in here. And so <laughs> I was trying different internet connections and different devices I had two devices that worked when all the other ones were still choking. It was my MacBook (laughs) using Edge and my Windows 11 VM. They worked when everything else did not. The two things that were the least important for it to work on were the ones that it worked the best on. Yeah, it, it's messed up. And then they, they sent a note out apparently saying you should try watching it on Twitter instead. What a what a disaster. But, you know, look. I tried to go to... The tent- I went to Microsoft's YouTube page. I'm like, okay, they're having technical problems. They don't have it there. I'm like, there's no way this isn't running on YouTube. Oh, there is. There is There is a way. There's not running it on YouTube. They're not running it on YouTube. Yeah, that that, that was pretty foolish. And later they had a developer uh, session that was run on YouTube and that ran perfectly. And I watched that no problem. So, and then use YouTube. And then, uh, after between those two, uh, Panos did like a 90 second, two minute video specifically to, uh, insiders that was only on YouTube. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, it was basically, uh, he, it was obviously filmed at the same time uh, that the rest of the thing was filmed because uh, it was in the same fake uh, living room. <laughs> oh, yeah. The other thing and, is it's not a live stream. Right. They called this a live stream, but it, it was obviously recorded all before yeah. the fact. So did they, did they need to do it the way that they did it? Couldn't they have just posted it like at that time? Uh, it makes no sense. Uh but he, he basically said, hey, so the thing we didn't mention during the thing that just aired was uh, insiders are getting it next week. <laughs> he said, oh, no, they did mention it. I thought they did. I anyway. don't think so. Um, but he, he did a special, like, two-minute video specifically to insiders. You won't be getting it this week. You will be getting it next. And he tweeted it, and it was a link to YouTube. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like <laughs> how did you guys screw that up? <laughs> so... It's the thing so, that would have yeah. worked. I will oh, be looking worked. forward to getting the insider build because the, the only build that's been yeah. out now is just a, I guess, illicit build that doesn't have most of these features. Yeah. 
Not even close. And that was uh, before the show I was mentioning, or maybe it was during the show. I don't know. I mentioned that, you know, the 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 build that, that Windows Central was was doing a lot of videos off of and stuff. Yeah. Um, didn't have any of they They'd show these features, and I'm like, oh, that's new. That's exciting. I like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, I would have liked it, to have seen that <laughs> in the illicit build. Yeah, well... It's, I guess Microsoft was, it, this is good for Microsoft because at least they didn't spoil everything. Yeah. Yeah. There was definitely, there were definitely a lot of surprises even for people who had, who had, uh, you know, done stories on, on the build that came out ahead of time. So, you know, there, yep. there was brand new stuff for everybody. We all, we all had surprises. So that yeah. was really exciting. Yeah. Anyway, obviously, Avram, you've got, uh, You've got content. Yeah, we've out got there a on ton this. of coverage on this on Tom'sHardware.com homepage. Uh, so uh, come, come check it out, and uh, you can be rest assured that when it comes, Windows 11 comes to the Insider Build, I will be uh, reporting on that too, and everything that happens, and I'm sure a lot will happen. So it, it's good. It's exciting news. News, you know, it's almost july and there's actually some interesting tech news happening so yeah that's fun yeah it's unusual for this time of year so it's nice to see (laughs) yeah well as always abram uh we appreciate uh you bringing this uh i know you've had more time uh on the topic than i have because it's been a a big week for other stuff for me so (laughs) um (laughs) although i will say that i have been uh messing around with a Sun Valley, which was the the build name for Windows 11 uh, version of Plugkits Live, uh, with some of the the new UI elements. If anybody wants to check it out, let me know. I can give you the the special thing you do to see what I'm working on. Because I don't know, oh, seems like see it. seems like sticking around with with what they're doing since the website was based off the <laughs> the uh, original Metro and then updated to. To go with the Windows 10 UI, it makes sense to <laughs> to follow through and keep doing it. So, uh, anybody That's who wants, cool. uh, let me know. I I'll see that. I, I'll let you know the trick. I'll let you know after the show. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Abram, and uh, I look forward to what we talk about next time. <laughs>